0: all right we are here welcome guys to project mindset the most uplifting podcast on the planet i had to get dressed up for this one very special guest ladies and gentlemen i'd like to introduce you to my mama hello welcome mom thank you for being here thanks for having me as i was thinking about different uh people i'd like to have from skaters to rappers to entrepreneurs I really had to take some time and think about why am I here? Why am I doing this? And hello, I wouldn't be doing—I I wouldn't even be on this planet if it weren't for you. But that is—is is so much, so much. There's so much more to that as far as who you've been in my life, the influence that you've had on me—from books to seminars to just who you are as a human being—and people asked for it actually I thought somebody was being sarcastic KP sent a message out and said who should we have on the podcast and somebody said your mom seriously <laughs> I, I asked if somebody I asked KP if somebody uh, was being sarcastic and it, it was actually a legit request really the people have spoken mom oh no <laughs> so um
1: time to tell the truth time to tell the truth <laughs> try not to embarrass me
0: too much but um let's break it down mom where, where were you born
1: um i was actually born in in la los angeles california
0: wow yep. In like the early 1900s uh,
1: <laughs> a little bit a little bit <laughs> around there in the 60s in the, in six the 60s. 60s in yeah. L.A.? Yep. What part of At L.A.? Hope Hospital. Hope Hospital. Downtown. I think that's where uh,
0: Skid Row is now. Downtown L.A.? Mm-hmm. Downtown wow, L.A. Wow. This is going to be interesting. There's probably a lot of stuff I don't even know about you. <laughs> Downtown, LA, <laughs> Downtown Hope L.A., Hope Hospital. Downtown Hope Hospital. And um, what number child were you?
1: I was the fourth of uh, my mom's first husband.
0: Fourth of your mom's first, first husband. husband.
1: Yeah. I was the baby baby and um so from there um as soon as i was born um six months into it um my mom sent us to the philippines
0: so you were how old
1: six months six months old yeah and your mom (laughs) sent you
0: to the philippines yep with With my
1: with my sister and my brothers we were all sent to go live with my uh, grandparents. So who was on that
0: plane home? I mean, that plane to the Philippines.
1: Well, um, from I guess from what I was told, it was my mom. Of course, okay. she escorted us. Yeah. And then my brother and my sister. You know, my brothers and my sister.
0: So you're six months old. Who was the oldest of that group of four?
1: Uh, my brother, Rudy.
0: Okay, so you, Uncle Rudy, Auntie Caroline, mm-hmm. and Uncle Ron.
1: Yep. So I had, I mean, that, you know, I grew up in the Philippines. How, old, how long did living you live with my grandma? in the Philippines? For? for nine years. Nine years? Yep. For Dang. nine years. I didn't know who my, you know, it was really strange because when I arrived here, you know, um, so my mom, you know, the reason she sent us there was because she was going through a divorce. Okay. She was leaving my dad. And... um you know, I guess that's how, I, I don't know, I guess that's how they do it in the Philippines. You know, they they send the kids if you're going through something like that. Apparently, that's how my mom did it. And yeah, we, I don't think
0: that's normal.
1: I don't know. <laughs> I guess not. My mom is,
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't sure. know.
1: But my mom, you know, she's pretty much a,
0: a rebel. Wow. She's so a she rebel without with you guys a cause. she stay in the Philippines for a while? She literally nope, jumped she left on the plane, dropped you off. See you later, kids.
1: I think so. She may have stayed for a little bit just to get us acclimated wow. to, you know, to living with my grandma.
0: And so your first language is Tagalog? Yep.
1: Huh. Yeah, when I first came I'll here,
0: to be honest, I did not know that.
1: <laughs> yeah. When I first came here, I came back to the United States um, 1969.
0: Yeah. So what are your early memories like in the uh, in the Philippines?
1: Oh, not, let's see, I remember swimming, Mm
0: -hmm. I remember
1: swimming, because we were all athletes, okay, I mean, fortunately, I was, I was lucky, Um, we were really blessed to be with a, um, you know, everyone in the Philippines, all my cousins, we all kind of, we call it a compound, where we all lived right next to each other, Mm -hmm. and, um, and uh, we had the first uh, Olympic size uh, swimming pool. So my cousins had a resort, and that's where we actually lived. So before school.
0: And that's in Laguna. Yeah. San, right.
1: In San Pedro Laguna. Yeah. And so before school, it was like everyone was in the. Um, everybody was training for the Olympics in the Philippines. Wow. So before school, everybody had to swim. And so that's probably some of my memories, like jumping in the pool. Yeah. When I was only like four years old, they literally just threw me in the pool, and it's like you sink or swim. Right. You know, and that's Didn't all you I remember. Drowned? I don't remember, but I just remember it being really dark. The waters were dark, and it was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to... I'm going to die. I'm going to die. If I don't swim, I'm going to die. Yeah. 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 So, um, but that was the, that's probably what I remembered. Everybody before school, everybody had to put in their swim, uh, their swimming exercise. Yeah. So like my sister, she, um, her, um, she did the breaststroke uh, or backstroke. Uh, My brother Rudy did uh, breaststroke. Ron, my brother was great with the butterfly, hmm. and I was the uh, uh, freestyle
0: doggy paddle.
1: Doggy paddle, pretty much at five years old. So four you're or five.
0: so then you're nine years old, and you move where?
1: Um, I just remember, I remember coming off the plane, and. Um, Meeting my dad for the first time, wow! And it was really strange because the only story that I knew about my dad that he was, he was this mean man, and he didn't like. I had a different story than when I met him for yeah. the very first time, and he was like the most, um, the sweetest man he ever. He was so
0: cool. He was like he was really.
1: I don't know. It was just really crazy how you know you're told a different story as you're growing up, but then you find out the real truth.
0: So who would tell you those stories?
1: <sighs> you know, it would be between mom and um, I guess my relatives. Yeah. That's just what I remember. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not super clear, but I just remember always hearing that my dad was a
0: was a mean dad. And you met him, and you're like, wow, my yeah, dad is awesome. He
1: was. He looked like. Uh, uh the guy in karate kid oh yeah mr, mr. Miyagi. miyagi he looks exactly like him yeah
0: so now and you it turned
1: out to be that my dad was the most responsible father he provided he gave my mom everything wow after getting to know him and um he was just he was just you know he was a responsible man he knew what he wanted but apparently my mom did not right want the same thing
0: wow that's interesting yeah. So when you moved back, did you live with your mom or live with your dad?
1: Nope, we lived with my mom. Uh, when I came back, uh, I had three little brothers. Okay. My mom was already onto a new, you know, onto a new life, and I had three little brothers.
0: Wow. Um, that it, was that were living in the house.
1: Yeah. That mm-hmm.
0: you now lived in. Right. Wow. Yeah.
1: And this was in L.A. Actually, by Echo Park. Yeah, off of uh, Union Avenue. That was our next house. Dang. You know, so ended up going to, oh uh, uh, gosh, uh, I don't remember the, the elementary school there.
0: Did you speak English?
1: No. The very first, the only English word that I knew, I knew two, was Hershey's and M&M's.
0: That's pretty funny.
1: That's it. <laughs> That's that was amazing. it. I did not know wow. one so word of English. So what was that
0: like? Going to school, and you couldn't, you didn't speak the language. You
1: know what? I don't know. I don't remember it. I just remember that you know I didn't know English,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I learned it as I, um, as I, uh, I guess as I was going to school.
0: So you just put you in a school, and you're just, you're just listening to a teacher speak English mm-hmm. all day. That all day. you, you. you. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's really
1: crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You got any
0: memories of like? I mean, what was it like adapting to kids and trying to meet kids, or did you pretty much just hang out with Auntie Caroline? Because Auntie Caroline's older than you. Yeah. Right.
1: Uncle Ron. So we're all like uh, three years apart. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. No, we kind of just, um, you know, I just remember my mom. We were kind of like. I don't know. I remember my mom um, struggling.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I, I wouldn't call it struggle. Then I just remembered us going from you know one house to the next house, and I remember my mom having to like she didn't um, you know the the father of my um, my three little brothers yep. uh, Franklin, Ernie, and Roger. Um, they they never married okay they never got married so he was a lot
0: younger right yeah and
1: there was there was constant there was constant battle between between them so we were we would moved because how old how old was he he was young yeah yeah my mom she was a was, uh, cradle yeah she was like 35 okay. or so and she ended up being uh marrying or you know
0: and knocked up.
1: Yeah, by some 17-year-old or 18-year-old dude. Yeah. That's
0: crazy. It is crazy.
1: Until this day, my mom only checks out young studs. (laughs) You know, so... um, That is funny. It's funny. It is funny, but it was... uh, So what I remember growing up, uh, I remember growing up in different homes, and I remember growing up with um, my mom always working, my mom getting married a couple of other times really to support us interesting We were always on you know I didn't know it then, but this thing called welfare yeah we had food stamps I remember the the big old blocks of butter and the blocks of yeah. cheese and just food stamps when food stamps were nowadays it's ebt Mm. but then it was like literally like they were like paper money right um so i just remembered my mom constantly working and then i also remembered my mom my mom had to marry literally she married to help others get their green card wow so she married, like, maybe three or four times.
0: She'd get, like, 10 Gs for that or something? Yeah, she
1: would get. But the crazy part was while she was, you know, marrying somebody to help them get their, their citizenship, of course, this helped us, you know, this helped put food on the table and a, a roof over our head, that they had to live with us. Wow. And um, so there was some abuse growing up. Um, and then um, I just remember my mom having to always struggle in between. Um, I remember growing up uh, one of the places we lived. So we went from Echo Park to living in uh, in the projects. Mm.
0: Which projects?
1: Um, back then it was called Aliso Village. Okay. Yeah, that was like... It was uh, again. I didn't know any. I didn't know any better. You know, I didn't know it was bad. I didn't know it was rough. It's
0: Just what was it's
1: what it was. What it was, and yeah. um, you know, I had great memories there. Actually, as in school with my friends, did I have great memories with uh, family members? Um, you know, the the men that my mom would get involved with. Uh, no, that was rough. That was rough. And, um, but you could, I don't know, for some reason I, my temperament was, um, that happy go lucky type of a person. Right. Like you would never, that was my mask. Like you would never know that there was anything wrong. Yeah. Wow. Um, so we went from living in the projects and, and it's crazy because we all lived with my mom in the projects. And this is Aliso village in Boyle Heights. This was the. You know, cuts. it was infested with gangs. Yeah, and again, I didn't know gangs were my friends. I mean, I joke about it all the time, but I had friends. I mean, it's so funny because I had—I was—I I had friends, and I mean, I was friends with people from Crips, yeah, Bloods, uh, uh, Frogtown. There was what they called Quatro Flats or whatever. It's all, every kind of gang, that was what was in that, in the projects.
0: What was the craziest thing you remember seeing growing up?
1: Oh, the worst was when our, in in our same, my neighbor was my best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, their house burnt down during Christmas. And I remember um, it was f- because, you know, those homes back then, uh, I guess there were those uh, lead paint. Mm-hmm. And anyways, there, something, their water heater or something blew up, and it was two days before Christmas. Wow. And um, they had to throw all the, uh, you know, back then was my friend. <sighs> so funny. Um, the whole family burnt down. And
0: they all and died. Two,
1: yeah, except for two of the kids that were thrown out the window. Wow! And my mom had to describe the kids. Um, and those were our best friends. Wow! It was uh, you Aren't know a black family. All connected. Together? Yeah, we were all connected. So we were right next door. Our house could have burnt down, And their but we unit were just. Wow. It was their unit that blew up.
0: So two kids. Yeah. And but two kids survived.
1: Only two kids. Yeah. And it's really weird because I saw one of the kid um, two years ago. uh, I saw him getting interviewed. He was one of the Skid Row people. Uh,
0: Two years ago from now, today. Yeah, two years ago,
1: I saw him. Like they were interviewing him, and he lived on Skid Row. Wow! And it was on the news. I saw him on the news, and he was talking. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's Kim, that's Kim Shepard," and he lived right next door to us. That's insane. (laughs) yeah so it's pretty crazy oh whoo that was that was tough man yeah so that's probably the hardest that one was the roughest but you know it was really in your, weird your
0: teenage years and auntie caroline get into some pretty oh crazy yeah my trouble? sister yeah
1: my i saw my brother get beat up in the in the staircases uh-huh. by a gang member you know with the bat they beat him up with a bat, and he just came home all bloody. Dang.
0: My which, sister, which, which, ooh, and this uncle? is,
1: mind you, my Uncle, Ru- uncle Rudy. Man. Mind you, um, my, uh, my mom, we were latchkey kids. Mm-hmm. We took care of each other. My right. mom was constantly working. Because
0: there's seven of you now. There's, there's seven there's of us, all living. Four, yeah. and then the new ones. Yeah, Uncle Roger, who was the baby of that mm-hmm. group right, Uncle Franklin, who was the middle, and then Uncle Ernie, the oldest of the new three? Um, or is Uncle Franklin the Uncle oldest? Uncle Franklin's the oldest. Uncle Franklin's the of oldest. Of
1: them. Yeah. Wow. So then I, I remember another time we were at home. and. But,
0: but how cool looking at now, just to give everybody some perspective, right? You're the baby, mm-hmm. right? Well, really, Uncle I Roger, was the, middle. Uncle Roger yeah. was the new baby yeah. who has become... An extraordinary music teacher. Oh, I mean he awesome. Takes yeah. his entire—he just finished taking his entire class, some 25, 30 students, on a trip throughout mm-hmm. Europe. Yep. Right, uncle—that's my uncle Roger. Incredible. Yep. He has um, three kids that he's adopted, mm-hmm. and they're just a beautiful family with my auntie yeah. Christine. And they were actually uh, marriage counselors to Alana and I. Yeah. Right, and then you go on to Uncle Ernie. Who you know was, was a it? police officer, mm-hmm. and then went through what he went through, getting shot, and had yeah. to leave the. But he became the, an the amazing force, teacher. Became yeah. an am- incredible teacher to really um, at-risk at risk kids.
1: Mm-hmm. And my sister, who's who has her doctorate, doing the same thing. Um, you know, my brother Franklin. He's a pretty successful, um, you know, uh, mortgage guy. Um, Very successful in mm-hmm.
0: '99. Yeah. Are you kidding me, Uncle Frank. No, not ninety nine oh four before the before the recession. He bought a Lambo oh, and yeah. a Ferrari in yeah. the same month. Yeah. Never let me try either one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um,
1: yeah. That's the thing that I always say is like, wow. Considering how we grew up, look at you guys. We were really, we were highly favored. Wow. You know, I tell, I tell you know the team that all the time how, you know, each one of you are highly favored, and um, we were definitely god had his hands on us in spite of how my parents were
0: that's amazing you know and that's maybe amazing. it has
1: a lot to do with so i lived with my mom in the projects mm-hmm. you know and my dad lived in city terrace my dad had his own house is
0: that the house that was by mcdonald's
1: mm-hmm. off right across of the street. What, atlantic it's no it's off of city terrace it's eastern avenue and Helen Drive, right wow. up there. Uh, yeah,
0: you need to go back to that area. Yeah, you get downtown views from that area now. <laughs> it's pretty
1: cool. Yeah. So, so, you know, I never. Um, it was really strange how one by one everybody, you know, the kids that my dad had, the four of us, one by one everybody started moving out.
0: Mm.
1: You know, from my mom because it was it was kind of crazy.
0: Who moved out first, Uncle? Rudy? Uncle Rudy. Yeah went to go live with my dad okay
1: so he was about you know 17 18 i guess you know the pressures of you know taking care of us was too much he pretty much took care of all of us my mom left it up to him and wow um so that was too
0: much and And what was your dad doing for work
1: my dad actually worked as a uh he worked at the la los angeles hospital um and he was a uh, he was a busboy or or something like that interesting yeah and wow. he, he did all the uh, in the nutritional in the cafeteria yep and but he saved my dad was so wise you know my dad would sit with us anyway so we would see i would see my dad like every you know he had his we had our visitations with him so i would see my dad every every monday okay we would, I would, you know, visit with my dad, and every Monday, my dad would take us to the Filipino movie in L.A. in downtown L.A. I'm not sure if it's still there, but it was like the Linda Lee or really? something like that theater. Every Monday to just keep us, you know, to keep the Filipino uh, culture culture in yeah. front of us, and then um, I always remember remembered my dad sitting down with us and talking about money. Mm you know how wow. to ca- how to save money and you know this he is owned how much that house in yeah Terrace. he did it's yeah. amazing my mom had it made with my dad but for some reason my mom that wasn't my mom's cup of tea yeah. my dad was older my mom uh, married my dad when he was 45 and she was like in her 20s so but my and dad she would did always- the opposite Yep, she went. Then, she, and did then the when episode. she
0: was thirty something, yeah, she yeah. married <laughs> seventeen. Yeah, that's crazy. So now let's fast forward over to your junior high years. Did you ever move into City Terrace full time with your dad? How yeah. old were you when you did that?
1: I was like thirteen.
0: Okay, so thirteen. Thirteen. Now you know English well. Yeah. Right. You're hanging. What's life like as a teenager in City Terrace?
1: Um, it was it was pretty. Again, it was pretty normal. You know, I was. I was your, I was a pretty, you know, popular kid in school. Um, you know, I, I hung out, obviously, obviously, I say obviously, like, you know, supposedly, I was supposed to be super smart, but I was with the gifted kids and, um, you know, I was part of the, the popular group in, you know, junior high school and, and uh, high school. It was a different thing because I, I, I couldn't handle being with my mom. Right. And um, I finally just, I had to move with my dad. Something, mm. I needed something more stable.
0: Yeah, And it
1: felt bad because, you know, my, my three little brothers again, you know, now they're left.
0: And so they stayed there in the projects. Yeah,
1: they stayed yeah. there in the projects while I moved. I mean, City Terrace wasn't too far from Aliso Village.
0: Right. You, so. you know, it's interesting. I think we develop a lot of who we are from zero to eight, Mm. I found, right? Mm. Like when you're, by the time you're eight, you've developed so much of who you are. So that's interesting. You grew up in the Philippines, right? But then I, then there's this other new period called like 10 to 15, where you're starting to find your interests and what you're good at. What was your first, I guess, win, like where you're like, whoa, I'm succeeding. Because, right, I feel like around, at least with my own kids, and now Eli's 17, that's where they start to really seek out hobbies and things like that. Do you remember your first sign of like your, your first win, whether it was running or swimming or math or whatever? What were, where, where was your first sign that you're like, wow, I just succeeded?
1: Uh, probably in high school. I got involved in sports. You know, I was in the uh, on the tennis team. Hmm. Uh, We were champions for, you know, in high school. Uh, We had a good I was also on the badminton team. So being part of a team and knowing what you're good at, that really helped me. Yeah. You know, that really helped me out. But I think more than anything, um, I think what really saved me or, you know, Probably a lot of like my foundation came from church. Really? Yeah. When I got involved in, um, I mean, we were always involved in church in some kind of church. My mom went from my mom went from being a Jehovah Witness to a Buddhist to Pentecostal to you know. Uh, fundamentalist to Baptist Dang. to everything. So we were exposed, but there was a period in my life when, from I'm going to say, from the time I was 16, mm-hmm. that was really weird because in that period, that's where I met your dad. So 16, you're about to go like 15 then- to 16, right? <laughs> right in there, I was part of a, a youth group. The devil was
0: like, "Hold up!" <laughs>
1: I was part of a youth group in this, you know, in this Christian church. Where I really found my space, I found where who I was. I started to get to know who God was. Um, so I had that really saved me. When I I I would have to say I got saved when I was about sixteen. Wow! So where that were you? Do you remember through, when you got saved? Um, I was, was it like at a
0: Bible study, or how did it happen? Well,
1: I got I think I got saved so many times because because of the different, you know. Things that my mom, mom, yeah, every religion, time you had to get yeah. saved again, but I, I would say that uh, the Good Shepherd Church that's with uh, that's in uh, that was out in uh, I think in, in Whittier. That was our first, that was probably my first experience of really knowing that you know, there, there's a god. Wow, there is a god. So and you get
0: you get saved, you're around 16. What grade are you in then, 10th, 11th?
1: Yeah, I think I was like uh. Must have been tenth grade.
0: So, what year? What grade did you meet my dad?
1: A uh, couple years into it, it was. I was 16, 17 in high school. I was your ultimate, like every you were the ch- good one. I was, and was the Caroline good one.
0: Was a little bit of a troublemaker. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. All of, we, I mean, we kind of were all in the same, you know, but in the same situation where we were kind of one foot in, one foot out. But we were all going to church. But yeah, everybody was um, pretty much, you know, like my brother was always there. Was always weed, you know, like marijuana. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the whole like in in the marijuana? project. Marijuana. Yeah, <laughs> there was. Uh, so you know, my sister, you know, my sister was like a chain smoker. I remember Dang, her. Like she was cool. Yeah, right. It was, she was crazy, the cool one. You yeah. were the goody goody. Yep, I was your good girl. But you were
0: influenced. Yeah. So when what was your first experience? With the marijuana,
1: oh gosh, um, let's see, it was it was actually in high school. I remember Mother. telling my uh, my best friend Letty. I
0: know Letty.
1: Yeah, so uh, it was after I won. Uh, I just we had just won our tennis our, our tennis tournament, and she had just won her her uh, track meet.
0: Oh snap! And
1: so we were in high school, and I remember. I was living with my dad now. I was going to Wilson okay. High School. And we said, we have to try it. You know, we have <laughs> to try this one time. And I remember we uh, <laughs> uh, we got the guy that, you know, we knew who, who was selling it in school. And so we, we tried it. We went home. I mean, we smoked. And then I swear that was the longest and most funniest walk home. <clears throat> and we ended up at McDonald's, which was right across the street from my house because I didn't want to walk into my house you know, pretty buzz uh, because I saw my brother and I was going to get in trouble if we walked in. So um, we went to McDonald's and I remember eating McDonald's. I I felt like I ate three Big Macs and like a large order of <laughs> fries and it just would not stop. The, wow. the, and then I remember us just uh, walking up to our house and I'm like, how are we gonna? We were just laughing, and it lasted for so long. We just hid in our in my room, and that was probably
0: my, my first time. Wow! Yeah, and did it become a consistent thing after no, that? No. Or no. I, I, I go I've, go I've
1: never been one to looking back. I just know that I'll try anything once.
0: Well, gee whiz! <laughs> Wish that rubbed off on your son.
1: I'll try anything <laughs> once. <laughs> So you know, I I did it once in a few. I just didn't like that feeling of uh, hope. Of Eli not being doesn't in control, hear this. Of not being in control. So. Yeah. That was crazy. Wow. But um, yeah. So you know, I'm I'm going to church. I'm going to school, and and you know, high school was really cool and meeting. You know, I mean, I was your typical high school girl that would you know have heartbreaks and cry and just uh, thought I knew everything about life. Yeah. You know, at that point. But um, the thing that probably uh, really kept me, probably grounded me was church. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I was a super Christian. And it was really weird because um, I met your dad. So I was this girl, right? I was this girl that everybody in church would have loved for their son to be right. married to. Yeah. Right? I was that girl.
0: And you start dating the only Satan worshiper in the school. I, yeah. And,
1: uh, <laughs> and so your dad is like, you know, he comes around and he's Were you guys this, in the same grade? Yeah. Supposedly, you know, your dad Did you guys always, go
0: both go to Wilson? Yep. Okay. That was
1: one of the many schools that he went to.
0: So you're in the same grade. And how did you and guys he, meet?
1: Um, he just sits, he's sitting behind me. In English. So, what
0: year is this? Um, you're born in '60, so now you're 15. This, so this is, is 1975 temp- or something like that. Um,
1: let me see. 70. My I graduated 1979 from high school, so like it must have been like 77. Yeah. Yeah. Wow.
0: And I he Jonas was born.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so he he. Um, so
0: it's 1977. Like, what's the music like? What are you listening to?
1: Well, I was your Christian girl, okay. so I what listened to brother? praise music. What was your music? brother and sister listening to? Um, they were listening to Pink Floyd. They were listening to Santana. And they like were, right when the album know,
0: dropped, like, yo, your dad, Pink Floyd.
1: Your dad was listening to, um, shoot, he always had black concert T-shirts on. And I can't even remember some you remember of your the,
0: first concert? Um,
1: what was my first? Yeah, Janet. Janet,
0: Janet Jackson. Jackson. Huh. How old were you?
1: uh probably my 20s
0: oh so you didn't go to no i didn't i wasn't a concert person all right so dad's sitting behind you and then what happens
1: and he he just taps me on my on my shoulder and he's like hey tricks are for kids and i'm like wow (laughs) i'm like who is this guy (laughs) and he's like hey can i copy your homework can i copy some of and i just turned around and i looked at him like stop it you're weird you know and and then he just followed us around and i literally i still i wish i still have that had that picture but he was a photographer he always had a camera on his thing so he said hey i'm doing this project do you mind Uh. if i take pictures of you
0: (laughs) (laughs) kp knows (laughs) that one (laughs) so kp met his wife Yo, I'm doing yeah, this so project like, trick. Okay, so he there's, literally
1: there's, there's takes Instagram a picture of There's Instagram photographers
0: these days doing great yeah. with the, with that line.
1: So I'm just thinking to myself. So what do you, you say? Know. You're like, oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, it was me and my girlfriend. So he says, I, I need to take a picture. You know, would you mind? And he, it was so dumb because I sat on top. He made me stand on this bench, and I'm holding my Bible in my hand. Oh my god! And I have this picture, and I I seriously still have that picture somewhere. That's um.
0: incredible
1: and then next thing you know i'm hopping on a bike ditching class with him and a motorcycle uh, on a motorcycle that i that he you know i, I had no idea that yes. it wasn't his but he hotwired it wow and next thing you know we're going through ucla i think it was uh, yeah ucla in monterey park and the UCLA then, campus, yeah,
0: on a stolen motorcycle.
1: Stolen motorcycle because we were going. Because we were going to go to his brother's house. Wow. Which was another story. Yeah. Next thing you know, I mean, I walk into his brother's house, and this place was just—it was like a stoner's. Yeah,
0: that's Uncle Mark. Yeah. Right?
1: It was like a stoner's den. Wow. It was crazy. Yeah. It was just like and then you know, you would think that by ne- by I don't and I look back and I'm like, how did I continue this relationship?
0: Yeah. Why do you think you
1: did? Uh, because I think because of some of the stuff. I know it's not because looking back now, I know that I stayed with him because uh because of some of the stuff that I only mm. know about myself yeah. that had happened to me, that he was, that's, that, that's how I valued, my, valued myself that wow. this guy was, was, was good enough for me because yeah. of what I went through. Wow. As a, like I, I could not see myself with anybody better than, Uh, when really he was he was not a good person yeah (laughs) but
0: because of what you had gone through some of the abuse that you had went through at a young age you weren't deserving of somebody better than that
1: yeah and i went through it that and that's what kept me staying with him wow for like 19 years that's
0: crazy you know
1: and i just until one day you know i just woke up and i just said you know what i chose i chose this yeah i chose it so based before on, we get, i based on how I valued I valued myself. Yeah, I, I had a lot of masks growing up. Right, I hid in this friendly. You know, I had a I had a mask. Because, Everybody I mean, at knew that
0: me, me as. Well, and you, you never really deal with it, right? It's not like you went no. to therapy, no. Right,
1: Mm-mm. it's not like
0: did you ever tell anybody about the abuse you went through or anything um, like that? I
1: I think I tried uh, with my mom, mm. and. Um, but not really. No, I hit yeah. it. I hit it for a long
0: time. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. It didn't
1: hit me until I was probably uh, after I had Quinn.
0: Yeah, and I think that's why it's so um, crucial for people to really share where they are, th- where they are authentically are, because yeah. you don't know it unless you verbalize it or write it down or tell somebody. You know, whether it's depression or or guilt. Or a feeling of worthlessness, yeah. or
1: but you don't even know that you're going through it. Sometimes so maybe you don't know that
0: you're going through it, but you know you feel a certain way. And I think it's yeah. important for people to seek out people that they can trust yeah. to 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 express how they feel. For sure, you know, yeah. um, because we we're in we live in this world right where we're what's all about the highlight reel. We're only showing people what's awesome, yeah, and we're not. It's not. You know, it's not normal to be able to say like, hey, this is, you know, but I, I think it's a beautiful thing if you can truly be authentic about where you're at and how you feel in times that it that, that, that it's not just the good. Yeah. You know, because how else do you break through Break through from it?
1: Yeah, I mean, because I look back all the time and I'm going, wow, you know, the choices I made. Crazy. Yeah. And then you always say that it's because of this and it's because of that. Well, yeah. no, you made a choice. Wow. And it's a choice you make. Based on how you value who you are. Wow. That's why it's so important to know who you are. To yeah, tap into good. that. You're right. You know, to really, that's, that's finding your, your authentic self.
0: Well, and how do, we, how do we generally determine who we are? It's by our past. That's what we do. Yeah. So we go through things, whether it's abuse or failure or whatever. And you then say, well, that's who I am. Right, It's not common for us to let go of who we were in the past and go to the future and work our way backwards. But I think anybody that's truly broken through, especially coming from a dark past, they had to develop that ability to know that who they've been in the past is not who they, they are. are today. Right. There is something greater that I'm destined for.
1: Exactly. In order sure. to do
0: that, though. You have to. You
1: have to face it. You, you have, have to have face, face it, it. right? Because if you it. if you don't yeah. face
0: it, then you're really just building
1: you have to a own mansion it. on quicksand. For sure, you have to own it. Um, you know, so move moving forward. You know, I end up making this choice. I mean, I I had dreams of being my goal when I was in in school. Was to be a. Uh, I wanted to work with um, special kids. Mm. You know, I wanted to well, do. End up I ended, ended up thing. having my own out. set of my, special. I, that's what case kids. my case
0: team is. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> so. Um, and you had three special kids. I had of three your own. special kids on my own. So let's get yeah, there. I mean, yeah. how old were you? You get. You, you and mm. did you dad? You and dad graduate together?
1: No, your dad was a, a hopper. Okay, he went so. from school to school
0: and. Um, you graduate from Wilson. Have, yep. What year did you graduate? Seventy nine. You graduate in seventy nine, and Dad is wherever. Yeah, he's. And a, I think
1: he's at Garfield High School. He's at, at Garfield.
0: That time. Okay, and then where yeah. were you when? Um, and you and Dad are dating, right? What are some of those memories like?
1: Um, <laughs> looking back now, it's it's kind of like the same how it was in in, in marriage because I mean. Um, It was really weird. He had he had a couple of lives.
0: Really, he had
1: like he had separate lives. Dang. Looking back now, I thought I was it. I mean, I thought I was it the whole the whole entire time. And um, he had a way of uh, I mean, because he had his own demons that he was battling with. You know, the way he grew up. And you know, looking back now, I'm like, wow. Um, But
0: they could probably hide a lot easier back then. There was no social media. No,
1: yeah. For sure, no
0: cell phones. None. Dang. Yeah, you have um, an entire family. Nobody even know.
1: Yep, that was your dad, though. Yeah, <laughs> that was your dad. Wow. And so it was uh, crazy because you know I, I got involved with him, and actually it was really weird because you know um, there was there was two two guys.
0: That, so you had two too.
1: Well, no, I didn't have two at the same okay. time. it was more like. Um, I really, really, really liked this other, this other guy.
0: dude. And, um... Was he a good guy?
1: Yeah. You remember, do you remember his name? Oh, <laughs> yeah. that guy. Yeah. Wow. This is the guy that I really, really liked. And I was so in love with. And, um... And then what had happened was, uh... I don't know what happened. I guess he didn't really pay that much attention to me. Or mm-hmm. he, he wasn't feeling the same way at the same time. Um... Because he had goals. You know, he wanted to finish school and he didn't want to have a girlfriend. Yeah. But, you know, had had he communicated that, you know, he cared for me, I don't think I would have left myself open Mm -hmm. to having a relationship with your dad. Yeah. Because your dad, I swear to you, your dad was a charmer. Yeah. Your dad was just like, he made things... He went from being like a total stoner, rocker, to like all of a sudden... He, he comes back. Like, I met him in the 10th grade, and I didn't see him again until senior. Wow. So he was like, he comes back as like John Travolta. Really? Yeah. I mean, like seriously. Like how? <laughs> like, he was a dancer. He really? was in dance contest. You can ask your auntie.
0: Didn't he have a pretty cool car, too?
1: Oh, yeah. He was into cars. This guy knew everything. He can pull apart and take up. He was a genius, yeah, I have to he say. he really was. He was what we would call a savant, a human savant. Yeah. And that is... And it's so sad that he en- it ended up, his life ended up the way it was. But he was a genius, kind of like h- how you would imagine Grandpa was. Right. That's how he was. Wow. He can- He was. He, he knew how to take uh, classic cars. He was into MGCs. Yeah. And he could take it apart. And I remember, you know, one of the first times that, you know, he uh, showed me his cars, he had all the parts laid out on the, on the, um, It was at Grandpa's house on Camilo's. Camilo's. And one of the first times that, you know, we got back together in the senior year, he showed me his car and and all I saw were like bolts all. It was like from it started from the big bolts to the smallest bolts all lined up. Wow. Like like perfect. And I was supposed to and I was like, I had no idea. So I was like um, okay this is cool. Yeah. I was like this check this out. Check out my engine and wow. But he was a master at it. He he could put together a car with his eyes closed. So That's awesome. he was a crazy driver. So you um, guys
0: get back together around senior year. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And again I thought I was the only one but during this whole time um, you know he he had he had another girlfriend. Mm. Who was actually living with him at grandpa's house.
0: I had no idea. Wow. He
1: had a great way of, I had no idea about a lot of things. Yeah. Moving forward about him. Right. He just had a way of justifying everything. And then um, I didn't see him again. I left for the Philippines and um, he went into the service. Okay. He went into the Navy and then he actually like tried to find me when i was in the philippines really? so he had his I, like i don't understand like why would you go out of your way to like yeah. look for me well, so I he had these he had these ways to woo me back and because he was so smart and interesting that's what kept me to him too
0: when i think at the at at the end you know dad uh, with my grandfather being you yeah. know dad was an altar boy and although he had his own demons. I know deep down he was also seeking a relationship yeah, with God. He was trying sure. to. He
1: was trying. You know,
0: but, and you probably represented that. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Who I mean, knows who this otherhood rapper well, was? Well, you know that what? There. Well,
1: I, you know what? And that was funny because that's how, that's probably what kept me staying in yeah. the relationship with him. That's how I justified it. When so then what happens was what happened after that is I'm going to college now I come back, come from, the back from the
0: Philippines
1: he's in the service I'm going to college I'm doing my thing I'm I'm going to Pasadena City College you know I'm getting my you know I'm trying to get my degree in education and then he pops back in he wow. comes back I, I I see it clearly because I'm sitting on my on my dad's porch and here he comes and he's begging me. He's begging me to come back. He's wow. begging me to, you know, and he he did everything. Like he went to church with me.
0: Wow. He see? said he'll do everything. He's trying.
1: Yeah, and then you know, then I fell. Yeah. <laughs> went to go see a Superman movie, and next thing you know, I'm I'm having you. So y- <laughs> that's how it happened.
0: <laughs> wow, great story.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it was wow. just those things, you know. So you, you know, you fall.
0: So how old were you when you in were that pregnant? Mo- in it, when I was old, uh, 20. 20 years old, man. And so you're in college. Dad's hustling, doing whatever. What was he doing for work?
1: Hustling. Yeah, yeah. he was legit. He hustling. actually worked for uh, clothing companies. Really? At that time? Huh. For I did not know. It's that. called like the Factory in downtown LA. Really? It was really one of those. It was like this. It would be like what LRG was. Yeah. Back then. That's insane. It was like the hottest uh, clothing line.
0: And it was the factory.
1: Yeah, the factory.
0: Crazy. Yeah. So he, you guys are hanging out. He takes you to see Superman. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're pregnant. And next thing you know, I'm pregnant. How scared and were you?
1: Well, the worst part was I was so involved in my church.
0: Oh, man.
1: So, and so he, and I, and I knew like that I didn't have to marry him. Right. I actually didn't want to marry him. Yeah. I did not want to marry him. But at that time I was going to a fundamentalist church. And again, I was like, your girl there that nobody would ever know that this could happen to. Um, he had to come up and go before the church and ask for forgiveness, and mm. I, I had like the scarlet letter, you know, on me for that. And, oh, that's right, because um, you I were pregnant
0: to... when you got married with me. Yeah, I yeah. mean, were you were. Yeah, you were pregnant when you and Dad got married.
1: Yep, yeah. when I walked down the aisle. Do you remember that when we were at the Ritz-Carlton? <laughs> Wait. We got married at the Huntington uh, Library, the Ritz-Carlton, Pasadena. Wow. But you were in my tummy.
0: That's insane. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So and we did
1: the whole, you know, perfect wedding. Um, I don't know how he came up with what he came up with with the money thing, but he made promises. He, he promised I mean, me. Damn, you guys that, got
0: married at the Ritz. Yeah, You're 20 we, years old. That's yeah. about nineteen, twenty. also.
1: Yeah, I yeah. had like 19 couples. We had everything. And OK, I should have known then that this was not going to go right. The night of our wedding, that's when for some we had we had phones. Actually, we had those old cell phones. Really? The, the night, kind of cell phone uh, at wedding, night at our wedding, at our wedding reception. Was probably five or six of his ex-girlfriends.
0: Really? Yeah. Wow. Or
1: girlfriends, probably. Yeah. Looking back now. Right. You know, I remember one of them named Bubbles.
0: Bubbles, <laughs> huh? <laughs> Bubbles, you And ratchet. I should have,
1: and you know, but because I was, I had this thing in my head that, like, if I'm going to get married, I'm going to get married forever. Yeah. There is no way I'm gonna have a divorce like and then I, I compared myself to my mother. Mm. like there was no way I was going to get divorced right with this. This is for life. So I was in what we call the doing. Yeah. I wanted to do what was right, not not the not so I had no again, so I think I lost my my authentic self then. Mm. I started to lose myself in him and then I got into all the the way a marriage should be and and put that expectation on him and um I was in this box for a long time and my I made my life all about him like serving him you know just being that perfect wife being that perfect mother uh I did whatever I had to do
0: Now, why'd you guys move? Because I was born in Oakland, right? 1982. Mm -hmm. So why'd you guys move to Oakland?
1: Because your dad had an opportunity to have a more, because he wanted to be more stable. Mm. Because his jobs prior to that were just like jobs.
0: Hustling. Because
1: he was a photographer. Right. He did dance contests. You know, he would enter dance contests. Dance contests. And then he worked at the factory. So when he finally, I think he, he made an attempt to be normal. Okay. So he had an opportunity to go work for his uncle who was a um, a chiropractor. Mm. Actually, not a chiropractor, an optometry. I actually worked for his uncle in the optometrist for a while. And then he had an opportunity to work with his other uncle who did awnings.
0: Awnings. And, Crazy. Um,
1: you know, so it was, prom- you know, they promised him that, We'll, we'll help you. Yeah. So his family was there for him for a long time. So we moved to Oakland. And then even even then, you know, there were other. And I, I don't know. Even then, while we were there, um, there were already other. Hoes. Yeah, Lulu, for instance.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Yeah. The yeah. P- th- that first month, I um, I took you home. How would I describe it? I was married to him for about, you know, what, 18, 19 years. Yeah. I would say half of that every year we were separated. Wow. Every six months. That's
0: crazy. And
1: it worked for him. I wonder when I was so dysfunctional
0: in my No, when you look at,
1: when you because I, oh, I didn't want to give up. Yeah. But I wanted to, like, make a stand. Right. But it, it didn't work for him. It didn't work.
0: Now I'm in the mix, right? So at least you have that going yeah. and I'm super awesome, a beautiful genius oh, little you are baby. Awesome. Oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> Just incredible. So that's distracting you. And um, No, actually
1: that's what that's what, you know, kept me going. Yeah. You know, because I lost myself, I lost everything. I was, you know, you lose yourself when you you do this. Like yeah. your 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 real purpose. You really get caught up in it without you even knowing that that's what you're supposed to do
0: so what's your advice to young females right teenage teenage females women in general right for what from what you've gone through right and what you learned if you were to go back to your 17 16 17 year old self what what advice would you tell that Young girl.
1: You know, when you get to 16, 17, I don't think you can... We don't take advice. Yeah. You can't give a teenager... At that point, you don't give advice at that age. Right. You start giving the advice right when they're they're young. Yeah. You start bonding. As parents, Mm. for those of you that have parents that are young right now, you start educating or just bonding or just... Uh, you start making the connection to see each and every one of your kid or your child as somebody that's unique. Right. And an individual. And you don't put them in a box. Yeah. You know, and I think that's what worked with us is that I trusted you guys. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, you did. You let me move out when I was I, 13. I
1: trusted you guys. That was awesome. You thanks, know?
0: thanks for that, Mom. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. So. You guys moved from the Bay Area to LA in what year?
1: Oh gosh, let me see, eighty two. You were born. Um, so then it, we probably stayed in San Francisco, Oakland area for a year, yeah. less than a year.
0: Oh, and then Arizona.
1: No, we went to the. We lived at the cabin. Oh,
0: in Big Bear. In That's Big right. Bear, yeah.
1: You you didn't know it, but. Man, we lived in Big Bear where there was no... We used the hot stove. Wow. You know, and there was no electricity, and it was cold. And I would be in that cabin with you while your dad took off for the day. Interesting. And we would just go in the creek or... You know, because you were still so young. Right. So. um, Now, when
0: did you start to see dad's paper game start to get a little crazy? Like, where it was like, dang, this dude is bringing in some cash flow.
1: It was really strange after that... Okay, so we went from Big Bear, then we went moved in with your dad, right? I mean, with his dad. And then he, you know I just he again, he had a he had a way of of uh, laundering, I guess, the money. Mm-hmm. And I, I had no idea. Um, I just knew back, I would say you were I'm gonna say um, seven years old,
0: uh-huh,
1: you know it was about seven years old
0: when you saw dad's money start to get it was just we
1: were always we lived in hotels i
0: think it was i was younger than that because marina wasn't born yet marina was born when i was five or six right and i feel like there were photos at four or five years old of dad with like crazy cars and you guys were doing your you know crazy parties and penthouses and the mondrian and all that
1: 82 83 yeah you're right yeah i remember taking you we would go clubbing with you when you were only like two years old.
0: That's pretty funny.
1: At, it was called the Spice Club in Hollywood. Wow. That was like the. Ho- that was the that spot. Was like, yeah. That, was,
0: that <laughs> was like one oak. Spice nah, Club. Yeah, we
1: would. He would get into all the clubs and.
0: I would be I would really bummed if I was him. in a club and there was a two-year-old up in there. No,
1: nope, but your dad had a way. Wow. Your dad just had a way of just. He was like everywhere we went. So I would just go along with it because that was my role.
0: So I what, what do you one. remember of that time? Like, where there w- what was around in that time when dad dad's like core hustling years? What was that all about?
1: Um, I didn't have to work. I you know, he kind of pictured it like and that was that was important to me that mm-hmm. I was able to, you know, spend time with you guys raise raise you. Um, uh, and I, yeah, Marina was just born at that time and um it was uh it was still rough because i didn't really know what was going right i i was suspicious that it wasn't all that he um he said everything was because again you know i was at that time i was going to a very legalistic church Mm. so part of the thing is that you submit to your husband so mm. I was still trying to do all the, I was in the doing mode instead of the being mode of being a human. Yeah. Um, so I was just trying to do what was right. And even though I questioned it and people were telling me something's not right, something's right. not right. Be careful, be careful, be careful. I always would go to Kevin with all of those. Yeah. I would always go to your dad with all of those concerns. And then he had a way of painting a picture that, People are crazy, and sure. they're just trying to, you know, they're trying to bring a man down.
0: So for those listeners out there, my dad was definitely an underground entrepreneur. For he sure. He was uh, heavy in the drug trafficking game.
1: Really big time.
0: Yeah. And when yeah. did your dad get busted? Do you remember? No. It's all like it, to me, man. Yeah. It
1: was all, it was crazy.
0: So Marina's born in 1988. My sister Marina, right, and mm-hmm. and through that season of eighty eight to ninety three, when did you you when did you start working on things yourself and and really start to to figure out what am I gonna do to take care of the kids on um, my own?
1: Probably when Quinn was born. Yeah,
0: so I feel like right ninety three
1: mm-hmm. when Quinn was born when I when he started working for twenty four hour fitness mm-hmm. and I started saying this is this is something's not right here. Yeah. It, there was just too much um,
0: we're living in Chino at that time. Mm-hmm. 90, 1993. Mm-hmm. Thank God I found a skateboarder else. Who knows what I would have been doing at that time.
1: Yeah. but and, and I don't know if you remember, but we were we were together half the year. Yep. and we were separated yep. half the year. It was always fighting, always fighting. I we was lived,
0: gone. And then I remember I remember when you got your own place for the first time. We got a studio apartment on Philadelphia and... Oh, yeah. Philadelphia yeah. and... Uh, uh, Chino and Philadelphia, uh, yeah. Central, something like that. Yeah. Central in Philadelphia. Yep, yeah. yeah, we had our own... Little box. S- little studio, and it was the four was, of us in there. It
1: was uh, my attempt at that time to finally just say, you know, I knew something was up. Yeah. Something, it wasn't right, you know? Wow. I mean, because he had already got busted prior to, remember? Yeah. And then supposedly he was clean. Yep. And he was all... And then he get busted again, something like that. Yeah, but he just painted a picture that now he works for the government. Uh-huh. When really oh, yeah. it was a, a new name <laughs> That's right. for being... Um, he became uh, an informant. Yeah. So he had, you know... It was crazy because looking back, I was really protected. I know that God was real in my life because we should have been shot. I mean, our, the whole family should have been taken away. Yeah. Because he had enemies. He had be, He
0: had enemies. That's so crazy. So and now, I, what shift for you? Because actually, in that time, you had so many random jobs. I remember at one point, you were like doing I was whatever working from, it takes.
1: I was working from the time you were born.
0: Yeah. I had to I mean, work. You were a clown at one point. I was a clown
1: with my best friend. I
0: was like, let's do it. The, that was fun. Your same friend yeah, that, that, you the, were, that you smoked weed with. Yep. Were yeah. you guys high when you came up with that idea? No,
1: we weren't. It was actually at Marina's first birthday party. Remember, your yeah. dad was there, and I said, I, and I hired these clowns, and I'm like, what? What is? I just paid like three hundred dollars uh-huh. to get these two clowns. Yep. And it was the dumbest thing ever. And so my, I'm sitting there, and my girlfriend and I, and we just said, you know, what, we can do this, and we did it. We were the we were so like in demand. What was it called? We be clowns. We be clowns. W e b e e. We be clowns. We be clowns. <laughs> it was so you fun. Just start that though. business back I know, up. it would be huge. It was Kill really. It. It. it was a really good. I mean, the way we did it, we made it worth. You know, it was know, good. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, but I did everything I can to keep because your dad. Okay, so then after he was, uh, he was taken in, and he was in prison. I'm mm-hmm. sure you remember those times mm-hmm. where we would have conjugal visits. Yep. Um, but when he came out again, so, you know, we had moved out. I think that was, uh, in 93
0: mm-hmm.
1: when Quinn was only six months
0: yeah.
1: old. He was still in diapers.
0: So what shifted for you, right? How did you start to, to get on your feet and say, you know what, I'm, i what what was the turning point? Like, did you um, get exposed to something? What shifted did no, th- yeah. you said, all right, that's yeah. it?
1: That was when I, finally, your dad attempted one more time mm-hmm. to try to um, get me back. Mm-hmm. And again, I was falling for it. And um, I decided to spend the night. I don't know if you were there that night in Rancho Cucamonga. Okay. He was staying, he, he oh, was yeah. living in Rancho.
0: So at this point, yeah. we're, we're now 96. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Probably 90 was it 96? 96
0: 96 no, 95 yeah, something
1: like that or maybe 95 yeah yeah, yeah. yeah quinny was uh maybe 3 yep. yeah yeah um, i said okay you know i i fell for it again and i decided to spend the night and um and you know the whole time it's really funny cuz i have my journal and i could see my i i my journal is so sad because I'm constantly praying. I'm constantly praying. I mean, I'm like crying out to God saying, please show me the way. Because mm-hmm. this isn't, I'm sure this was not the life that you chose for me. Right. And it's funny because I literally said that when, when at the end of, you know, well, now looking back, it wasn't the life that God chose for me. I chose it. Mm. Something, so until I got to that point where, anyway, so I was praying to God, and I was saying, God, please help me. He's doing it again. If you need to, you need to come down here. You need to really reveal yourself to me and let me know that this isn't, I don't have to do this. Right. Right? I don't have to do this. So it was funny because everybody and all his friends were telling me he's messing around. Sure. He's messing around, and he's back into the game, and I'm like... No, 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 because I, you know, because I would always confront Kevin, and your dad would always say, you're crazy, right. you know, what's wrong with you after all I've done, mm-hmm. blah, 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 you know, I want to grow old together, and I want to, you know, talk to our grandkids, and and so that would win me over, right? just those, just him, so my thing was, unless I see it with my own eyes, mm. that he's really not who he says he is then that's my answer yeah and so i remember that night asking god like this is happening again i'm gonna spend the night i'm gonna stay here and um but i don't i need i need an answer right so god is god was really god gave me what i wanted i was asking the right questions yeah you know to god and um i woke up in the middle of the night and sure enough there was your dad was with with another person. You
0: brought another girl into the house? While I
1: was asleep, yeah. Dang. Well, supposedly it was his assistant uh-huh. and they were working on the books. Oh, sure. Of uh, He had the team meeting, the 24-hour fitness right. team meeting. And I walk outside and there's like a big, bu- there's like cases, a case of Corona and uh-huh. vodka all emptied out, all over. And I just went to the restroom and there it was. Wow. And it was the most it was the it was the hardest thing to, to it was like a stab in my back but at the same time i felt so freed yeah and it the funniest go. part was your dad comes out right this is how he is he comes out in a robe i mean a towel around him inebriated and he points at me and he says to me I can't believe you're focusing on the incidental. <laughs> he says this to me, wow. and I'm like, "Wow, I never cursed in my life.
0: Yeah.
1: I think every bad word came out of my yeah. mouth, and I, and that was it. I didn't turn back.
0: Good for you, mom.
1: Yeah, never yeah. turned back. I had to see it though. That was the funny part. Was I trusted him? And until I, no matter what anybody told me, I had to yeah. see it for myself.
0: I remember that was around the time that I for what I didn't know all that that occurred and dad um, really painted a picture about you and as you remember I actually chose dad's oh, yeah. side.
1: Oh yeah, you hated me. Yeah, and so oh, I moved yeah. to Ohio. Oh yeah, in that moment. Yeah.
0: I moved to Ohio and when when I come back you lived in Orange County. You had an awesome home, you had an amazing car, you were dating this new dude with great credit. And uh, it was like, what the hell happened?
1: Yeah. Um, um, honestly, I those steps were definitely ordained by God. Yeah. I prayed. I really did. Even though I, I didn't even know what. I just knew that the moment I left and I was going to take you guys. I mean, you, as you guys know, it wasn't a piece of cake trying to get divorced from your dad. Yeah, that was horrible. It was horrible. And he tried everything to to, to, to destroy my life, mm-hmm. everything, from destroying the cars that I had, the places I lived. He would he would come in and uh, get into the apartment and rip up all my clothes. Yeah. There was all sorts of uh, threats. Right. And he would get into my brain. And yeah. He would get into my mind still. And um, it was really hard. Um, but... You know, everything from meeting uh, this girl named Sandra Hoover to my friend Anna. Anna, um, I because I was homeless. When right. I left you guys, I had nowhere to turn. Yeah. And I didn't have any money. And so I had to start all over again. Yeah. You know, and this time I knew that I wasn't going to get a penny mm. from your dad. That's for sure. And I probably... Um, I made, you know, if there was anything I'm going to tell to anybody that's, you know, getting a separation from, you know, someone that's pretty crazy and uh, know that they're not above the law. Right. And I always, for some reason, I thought Kevin was above the law. Yeah. Because of also I didn't, you know, I made the big mistake of not going after him. For child support sure. because that wasn't my money that was money that was supposed to be for you guys. Yeah, I probably could have struggled less had I gone with the law, mm-hmm. allowed the law to to handle the child
0: support end of it. Because so they not come out him. Any ladies out there going yeah. through a separation, get that get that paper from your baby daddy.
1: Yeah, I it's mean you law. know I mean even though your dad twisted everything around. Yeah. So, I don't He he just did a lot of crazy stuff.
0: but All right, so let's shift gears. Dad's a scumbag, was being a scumbag. You decide to do your own thing, right? You're single, mo- you're on your own now because oh, we're man. in Ohio living yeah. with Dad. And how do you get on your feet?
1: You know, um, I, I had the opportunity to uh, meet this one girl named Sandra Hoover. Mm hmm. Um, and she led me to what we called uh, Bridge Builders at that time, which was a Christian version of Landmark. Wow. So getting on my feet, the first step was having clarity of who I am. Yeah. So I was taught some principles on that. Right. And then from there, um, Sandra led me to work at Mike Ferry's. Okay. Um, and that's in Newport beach. Right. Right. And I had no, I, and this was a sales job. I just needed a job. Yeah. So I was going to do whatever it takes. I had a piece of crap car that I didn't know was going to make it from point A to whatever it was. It was the Volkswagen van. Oh, I don't know if you remember that cool. one. Yeah,
0: Too it, Too bad you don't still have I that. Know. That's actually that cool was, now. Yeah. I used to be pretty embarrassed when you were dry, dropping off at school. But and it was thing, orange
1: but. and white. And it was the time where you had the steering wheel was, like, in front of you. So I had that, and I just remembered going on an interview for this sales job in Newport Beach, right? And I'm living at that time. You know, God blessed me with meeting a girl um, at one of these church, like, uh, exercise. It's one of these church Bible studies. Mm -hmm. And I met Anna, who... Allowed me to stay in her house, yeah. You know, um, to help me watch you guys, because by that time you guys were coming home, right? Except you chose to live with your dad, exactly. And I,
0: but I that's thought, right. When I came back from Ohio, uh, it was had, maybe yeah six, seven, six. Yeah, because
1: we were going back in, in between. Quinny was only like three years old. Yeah, Quinny was only three years old. I didn't know how I was going to. You know, how was I supposed to find a job, find a babysitter, pay? I had no money.
0: A little fun fact. I remember around that period in seventh grade, I got arrested for um, yeah. slanging. Yep. I had a very organized system of uh, nickels and dime bags because I had a girlfriend who uh, was an ASB at the time and gave me a separate locker. <laughs> so that's where I, I had my whole operation set up. It was pretty good. Yeah. yeah that you're, only you're lasted maybe three months
1: I, I I never knew that.
0: Well, one of the <laughs> um, rules from the ten crack commandments is never get high off your own supply, and I would consistently break that rule. so I wasn't a very effective drug <laughs> dealer. Thank yeah. God.
1: Could have learned that from your dad?
0: All right, so um, you start you start getting it crack and you get this sales job yeah. right and how long before you earned your first six figures?
1: You know, um, so I get in there, and that's when I start, when I first learned how to set goals Mm. with Matthew Ferry. They sat each one of us down, all the sales rep, every week. They would, every month, actually, we had a meeting with, um, at that time, Matthew Ferry was the manager, and he was so interested in my life. Wow. You know, he made and you know he, he was very interested. Like I, I felt it. Yeah. You know, and from him, um, so the money didn't come until my mind was cleared. Right. Until I knew, until I knew, the principles of the seven equities. Okay. Uh, setting goals. I didn't know that you could do that. I didn't know that you can you can just ask. Yeah. And um and then actually what I did know. That God will give you the desires of your heart mm. if you acknowledge Him.
0: Interesting. So with that, but you mixed hadn't with that, you, you hadn't ever you knew that, but, but I you didn't never know the knew steps. How to actually create
1: yeah, that. I didn't know how to do that. So you know, man, we had um, being exposed in, in a real sense. You know, getting to know Mike Ferry, mm-hmm. in spite of all the craziness, um, Mike Ferry. Was the being part of the Mike Ferry organization was was kind of like uh, it it was definitely a godsend. So that this
0: place that my mom's talking about, uh, it's like a real estate training company so you get the job there so basically if you're a real estate agent from coa banker or century 21 or keller williams wherever no, no. Yeah. most of these places don't really show you how to sell real estate mm-hmm. and so my mom gets this job at this place that trains real estate agents how to actually sell yeah and you get a set not only do you get a sales job there but you start getting trained
1: i had no idea that i was i had i could even sell yeah and when you look back, selling is—it's not even like um, how, how would you say it? Because it's really selling is when you when you look at the the, the true way to really be successful, you gotta see yourself as it's it's really a contribution.
0: Mm. You know. So you started to realize that s- true selling is being of service and being a contribution mm-hmm. to others. Yep, that's awesome. It's helping others.
1: It's helping other people find out what's important to them. Yeah. And then you helping them achieve that.
0: That's so cool. So, so how I long went before from, you became um, the number one salesperson?
1: Oh, that took a while. It probably took about, what, three, four years? Okay. Uh, not necessarily the number one, because I never really wanted to be the number one because of Tim. Sure. Tim Hansen was always the number one mm-hmm. person, and he was my friend. And for some reason, it didn't really matter to me that I was going to be number one. Right. I always had to just let the other guy. Yeah. I don't know. Again, that comes from childhood. Sure. You know, stuff. Um, but it was just more. Um, I think the coolest part was. What I really got is the magic of writing things down. Yeah. Because that that first few months that I was at Mike Ferry's, they paid me for 90 days. I got paid $1,500. A month. A month. So yeah. keep in mind, I'm going back and forth. Right? Yeah. And then after 90 days, you're on straight commission. Okay. So I so was going like... going
0: back and forth. You lived in... Chino. Chino at that time. So you're driving yeah. from Chino in to Newport In someone's
1: Beach. extra room. Wow. With all three of you. Sometimes all three of you when you would come over. Yeah. When, but most of the time you didn't. Um, but with Quinny and Marina and... I have to mention, you know, Anna, um, Anna and um, Al, they were heaven sent because if it wasn't for them, walking, well, she didn't even charge me rent. Yeah, she did not charge me any kind of rent. She didn't what charge me for person. for taking care of Quinn. Wow. While I was working, she made sure Marina was in school, and I came home and and at that same time. So I knew I also got certified as a shiatsu therapist. Wow. Remember that? Yeah, when and we I would actually go to-
0: started rolling joints in Anna's bathroom before school.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, Bet no. you didn't know that. <laughs> no, I didn't.
0: All right, Mom. So <laughs> you're now rocking, right? Four years in, and it's like 98, 99, and all of a sudden, your life has shifted yeah. Right. I remember when we came back from Cincinnati, Ohio, and you now live in Orange County. You had your dream car. You had a sob. Right. And you're killing it. And it was so cool to see you. You know, you were a victim when I left uh, of dad. And when I came back from Ohio, mm-hmm. you were like a champion salesperson mm-hmm. making great money. But most of all, you were detached from dad, which yeah. was just like, wow.
1: Because I took responsibility. I decided to separate myself from him, and I chose, and I remember saying, I have to be responsible. I have to be responsible. I have to be responsible for all three of you.
0: Now, talking about being responsible, a year later, I decide to take your life to the next level. You know, I'm 17, and you're (laughs) mid to late 30s, and I'm like, hey, you know what? My mom's doing great. Let's mix this thing up a bit. Time for you to be a grandma.
1: Oh, no, no, wait a minute. Before that, though, what was the reason why I had to have you work with me? Because you were out... Goofing around and not going to school. Oh yeah. And you were working at Baskin Robbins. Yep. And you needed a job. No, I was working
0: at a place called Humphrey. Oh. bogart Okay. And then remember, I was working at the yogurt yeah. spot, and I was still attempting to hustle. Never really effective at that yeah. type of hustling.
1: So then, but you then needed I got a job, the job
0: at the um, telemarketing company Dolphin Co. Oh yeah, that's selling right. Selling timeshares, yeah. and I was actually pretty good at it. Yeah. And
1: yeah. so I don't know for some reason it didn't work out, but I ended up hiring you, um, to kind of keep you off the streets too, because mm-hmm. you were always, you know. And I think we, we lied as far as like well, I uh, said I
0: graduated. Yeah, and but he, he
1: was only uh, technically he only 60. asked if
0: I finished school. Yeah. I said, yeah. I'm well, done. that
1: was. Um, but at that time, I got, to, you were my own hire mm-hmm. at that time. So you were working for me. I, yep. I kind of hired him as a my prospector. And um, he was always, that is the one thing that you have to uh, remember when your dad, when you were only five, six years old, mm-hmm. the, the 24-hour fitness, yeah. he had you saying scripts. Yeah. Well, so you, you were really good at this. And um, you were getting paid with me. Yeah. You know, with your dad, he made you go out and pass those. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we have to remember that.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, pretty I interesting. Know. So my dad, when he got out of prison, he started managing a 24-hour fitness. Family and fitness at family that time. Family fitness. Yeah, it was family fitness before. And so if, you ever, if you've ever gone inside like a Pizza Hut or wherever and you see these, win a free six-month membership, fill this thing out. Uh, my job after I think I was in third grade would be to go on my bike and go to like 10 different locations. I had the little key. I would take these pieces of paper out, and then I'd go back to Family Fitness, and he had a whole script for me to read, Ah. which was like, hey, uh, this is Kevin from Family Fitness, and uh, you signed up for a free six-month membership. You didn't win the six months, but You did get two weeks. Yeah. And then they'd say things like, oh, I was drunk when I filled that out. Oh, I don't really want that anymore. And I'd have the rebuttals for what Mm -hmm. to say. And I'd say, oh, you don't want it anymore. I can understand that. Um, Just curious. Your dad
1: forced you to do that, though, right? Absolutely. Yeah. He made you do that. Yep. And then remember standing up in front of, like, his whole uh, awards Ceremony, or yeah. Whatever I remember it was. at the award
0: ceremony, he paid me a hundred bucks. They every every year at this award ceremony, they have one of their top salespeople rehearse the new crazy script. And my dad got me that crazy script. And instead of one of the salespeople reading it, um, they had me read that script. Yeah, which it was, was interesting. It was
1: really crazy.
0: And it's interesting too because I think that your that ended up becoming my gift. I didn't know that the ability to sell and yeah. communicate. But it, I think it's interesting because if you're still trying to figure out what your gift is and you haven't found it yet when you do find it you're going to realize that it's actually always been with you right it's kind of like my dude KP our our creative director over here he cre- you know he makes everything that we're doing these days look cool in chicago one of his first jobs he was doing uh, airbrushing right yeah. like this idea of of creating things and making it look cool and capturing things has always been with them. And I think it's important as you're starting to seek out your career path, look for areas of your life where you actually succeeded and then simply consider, well, how can I make that work in my life now? Right. You know, rather than trying to do this whole other thing that you may not have skills at look for where you've actually shined because, because God gave you those specific gifts and you've got to find them and commit to mastery. Yeah.
1: yeah, and that just brings Quinn to mind. You know, my son, um, my youngest Quinn, who who's got like this heart of gold. Mm-hmm. He is so creative. Yeah, he is so creative. And do you remember him? Like when he was little, he would take photos.
0: He I had don't a camera.
1: That. Yeah, he I had a camera. I didn't pay much
0: attention to Quinn <laughs> till he was thirteen. <laughs> Until Quinn was our official DJ for Jonas and I at the Flamingo House, I didn't really pay that much attention. He
1: was always good with the camera, and he was always so funny.
0: He was always funny. He was such a he
1: had he has such style, and so now look at him now.
0: So awesome! He's killing it with uh,
1: you know with his uh, company, the Fadeaway. Yeah. Yeah. Then of course my daughter, I gotta bring Marina in. Yep. Look what's happened to her. So you know life when I look back right when I look back and I think about like when I'm reading that journal sometimes I'll read it just to like you know just get some perspective it was even though it was struggle I did you know there were moments where I had regrets Mm. one of the regrets was allowing your dad to take you guys Mm -hmm. when we were going through the divorce you know I especially for Quinn I, I to me I said this is a that was the, one of the biggest mistakes for me to have allowed Quinn to go live with his crazy right. dad and to because of all the stuff that he was going to get exposed yeah. to. Same thing with Marina. You know, then I had regrets, I would say, you know, in the beginning. Yeah. But now looking, you know, looking back and being present, look at how you guys are now. Yeah. You know, you being very successful and just really finding your true self. Right. Same thing with Marina. It's called being woke.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: uh, and that's what that's what I call it. That's like. So how could I regret it, Marina? So Marina's like wh- What's a, being uh, woke all about? It's about being um, finding your 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 true. Passion, finding your gift, mm. knowing who you are, finding your authentic self and living that out. Yeah. And being being cool with it. You being know, woke. Being woke. That's what's up, Mom. You gotta I mean my kids are woke.
0: Yeah, we are. So, <laughs>
1: so I'm really
0: blessed. And so And so how it's crazy. I not, looking how this.
1: could I have regrets? Yeah. I have no regrets to this day.
0: Because it couldn't have happened any other way. Right? I know I wouldn't appreciate life that I have now, had I not visited dad in all those years in prison, had we not um, lived on welfare, had we not lived in random foreclosed homes, Mm -hmm. had I not been separated on different coasts from Marina and Quentin. Living in a garage. Living in a garage. Had I not been separated from different... Coast on different coasts from marina and quinn mm-hmm. i wouldn't have so much value for connection and family had i not gone through all the schools that i went through i don't think i would have had the ability and the knack to connect with random strangers right if had i had we not lived in chino and that house specifically when we first moved out and you got our own place i never would have met this dude josh and my buddy dave simpson if you did not live at that house and because of josh and dave simpson yeah. we started going to chafee and I met uh, JP, Bucky, yeah, yeah. Palone, Richard Mulder.
1: Yeah.
0: Think of that. That all stemmed because you took the initiative to get us that house. And if it weren't for skateboarding, my life would have been completely different.
1: Yeah. Same thing with Marina and Quinn. Yeah. You know, look at all the stuff that your your sister kind of
0: mm-hmm.
1: had the same. You both got pregnant. You know, at what, sixteen, seventeen? Yeah. Back then, it's like, it freaks you out. When like, I
0: think that's such a core yeah. part of what we're doing here with Project Mindset. And the message is like, you have to be able to dance with what it is that you're going through. Yeah. There's going to be highs, there's going to be lows. But the key purpose to actually achieve a life of extraordinary experiences is to be able to dance with the dark parts. If you can't dance with the dark parts, you're never going to be able to find the light. Right. You know, so one of the intentions of Project Mindset is to really help people be authentic with where they're at. Number one, if you're in the dumps, let yourself be in the dumps. But own it. Own being in the dumps. Don't be a victim to being in the dumps. Don't be a victim to being in breakdown. Take full responsibility for any mind, body, soul, family, friends, business, or financial break down because as soon as you take full responsibility for it well now you have the ability to mess with it and make it better yeah if you're saying that my reason for being this is because of this well i can't get to that it where where if you bring this problem into your life now well now i'm holding on to the problem it's my problem
1: yeah
0: and now i can play with it and make it better yeah you know, so what's what's your message, Mom, as we wrap this up? It's so cool just to um, see where you are now with James. You know, your marriage is annoyingly awesome because <laughs> James is such a rad human being. And you guys are so perfect for each other. And, um, you know, your brothers and sisters who you grew up with mm-hmm. are all doing amazing, yeah. right? Your kids are are. are, are Chasing their dreams. You yeah. know, we're, you have three kids who are all entrepreneurs. Yeah. Like, we are, we're all our own bosses. Myself, yeah. Quinn, Marina. We're all people who are seeking more out and, of life. And How's I have make to you feel? say,
1: there's no greater feeling than having, you know, being a parent, being a mom, and, um, you know, a single mom, at, at, you know, for a moment. Um, and even and now I get to share it with James uh, to know that uh, you you have peace in your heart. Yeah. Because you did, and, and, you know, you did your best. Right. And you have peace in your heart about where your kids are at. Mm-hmm. Like, I can die today. Yeah. And know that you guys are going to be okay. Right. And um, because of the choices you made. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to take responsibility that, there's this okay. There's this one thing, um, your choice that you you guys are making mm-hmm. was because of the choices that I ultimately yeah. decided to make. Yep. So I always say this to a lot of people: you can send, you know, for those of you that have children and you're all about d- the doing part of this thing called life, you know, get off of that. Yeah. Because there's no, you can send your kids to the finest school. But the best education, their own they're they're gonna learn is from you. Right. they that's that's their education. Yeah. That's how they're gonna know life is how you're doing life. Right. So I know that I wasn't perfect, I know that I freaked out, I know that I messed up, I made bad choices. Um, but ultimately I I chose. Yeah. And one of the one probably my my the best part of it is is letting go go of you guys and giving you guys to god right like just saying god you know they're in your hands now yeah and you take care of them you know let me show me what i need to do show me how i need to be so that they can make the right choices
0: that's good that's awesome you i know, think um, uh i think god has always looked out
1: for sure that's yeah. called grace yeah yeah that is called God's grace. And that's what I say about, like, my brothers and my sister with the way my mom. Mm-hmm. My mom, I mean, because we can get very, you know, it's really sad because now my mom's, you know, she's in that. she has She's 87, 88 years old, and she's on her, like, fourth to, I don't know, she's between four stage four and seven of having um, dementia. Yeah. And, you know, so now, I mean, we, we can't even reason with her. Right. We can't ask her questions because she, she has selective memory.
0: Right. And yeah. um, she knows everything yeah. about me for some reason. She just remembers <laughs> me all the time.
1: Yeah. So I don't know. It's just um, you have to ch- you can choose if, if there's any if there's anything you can choose. You can you have choices. Right. You can choose. You know, go to Landmark. Landmark yes. was another another place where I really learned what it meant to be authentic. It's awesome. You know, and Yeah, if so. there's
0: one thing that I've really seen uh, from you that you taught me is to always keep looking for it. One is to own my own stuff mm-hmm. from getting arrested in seventh grade yep. to getting kicked out of schools to, you know, becoming a parent when I was 17 to getting, you know just in every kind of trouble, you always made me deal with it myself, right? And made sure I, I was dealing with the problem, you know, which you was crucial. You know, you never like fixed it for me. Mm. Yeah.
1: I mean, there's, I can't.
0: So wrapping it up, what's, what's, a, what's the one, two, three keys that you want to leave people with to, to break through, to live an awesome life, what are your steps? What are your keys? I,
1: I would say take the time to find out what really moves you, what inspires you mm-hmm. and what you love. Take that time.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, what wakes you up in the morning and really tap into that. And um, the other thing is, you know, this life is, you know, we only go through it once. Yeah. Um, and it's really about being there for for somebody else. Yeah. It it's not it's really not your life. It's your life to give to others, and um, you know, and you have a choice. That's it. You have a choice.
0: I love it. One of the main things that I always crack up when I go to your house is how many quotes you have <laughs> everywhere. You have more quotes posted up throughout your house
1: you know i was thinking about that today i so was saying you I'm, know i'm
0: only gonna let you wear a share one <laughs> what's your one quote that's posted up of the hundreds of quotes in your house what's the one quote that stands out the most for you
1: be still and know that i'm god that's awesome that's probably the one that's my favorite awesome be still. Mom.
0: well be great still. job we heard the story did we cover it all
1: um I'm sure we didn't. There is probably some other stuff that's uh we but we have a pretty amazing life. Yeah.
0: We're just We're getting really, started.
1: I know. It's pretty crazy. I'm I'm really proud of you. I'm proud of, you know, I'm really I'm really blessed. I'm proud of Quinn. Yeah. I'm proud of Marina. Marina just had her baby, you know, her number 3. Oh my god. Baby Jonah and she's doing so amazing with uh, you know, just being a health coach.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh Probably I, I just have to say it again. My kids are woke.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome, mom. Good well, we're woke be. because you're woke. Yeah. So I thank you so. for um, being somebody that continually sought out uh, the next level in life and continually looked for how to make our life better because that that way of being more than where it actually took us. It was that way of being of continually seeking that we gained the most, right? Yeah. More than the places that we went to or what we've actually done, it was your energy that rubbed off on us the most that you continually were and still are somebody that looks for how to get to the next level. And I think the key in um, success, whatever you want to call it, is to uh, never stop looking, never stop being a student of life And to never think that you, you know, you made it.
1: No, I mean, um, you know, as you were speaking right now, all I could think about is that God has a, we can't even imagine. I can't even imagine, like, what's happening with you, you know, and and with with my kids, period. Um, I can't imagine the life that God has in store
0: it crazy yeah it's like we're just it's just it's just the beginning
1: it's just the beginning and it's um it's in that moment where you really learn how to tap into yourself and go deep and just ask yourself who am i yeah you know what am i what's my purpose and what do i love yeah because what when you find out what you really love those are god-given desires and god's gonna fulfill it yes When you really, really, really tap into that, and it's gonna, is God's gonna work with you, in spite of yourself, Mm. you know. So that's, I don't know. That's all I can say.
0: That's what's (laughs) up, mom. Stay woke. Stay woke. Thank you for being (laughs) here today. Love you, mom. Love you too. Thanks. Peace.